Yo, welcome to the Stoop Podcast, where we are social, theological, we entertain it, and we woke, baby. Stoop Podcast, let's go. Go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> Stu Crew. We in here, man. Yeah, what back. it do? What it do? <laughs> we back. But listen, I wish y'all could hear these green rules, but I, get, <laughs> I guess that's what prepare for uh, the, a good podcast. Man, you know what I mean? I always leave it all in the green room. <laughs> Um, I, I'm sure we didn't. I hope we did. But we got a we got a good one today, man. We we gonna hop right into it. We, we before we hop. It. Before we hop, though, I yeah. got something to say to Stephen A. Oh, oh Lord. man, to Jay. Oh to man, Billups. To to all the guys that just dogged the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, oh man. my! All know, the people that talked about them for I knew, seven, eight I knew it was coming. All was coming. of the deterioration of the administration. All the Magic Johnson down for all the wall and the mm. wheels are coming off. <laughs> Quit writing on Facebook and and on ESPN <laughs> that the Lakers are the favorite for the championship. You can't get on Stephen this bandwagon now. Here. The wagon has been banded up. We are not taking any more comers. We done took all the LeBron fans in gracefully. And we love that. We appreciate mm. that. But now we all the rest it, of huh? that stuff is over. Mm. Come on. Put us out the playoffs. Put us in the in the eighth spot with the first round defeat. And do not make an excuse for the Golden State Warriors. And mm. now, love who you love. And mm. I'll see you in May. Listen, That's in the all I got to so say. in the word, in the words, in the words uh, for for you millennials and your young people out there, keep the same energy you had <laughs> yeah. when it went like going. That, that same, same energy. energy. That same energy. I don't want to hear it. No, hey, nothing. Well, you, and, so you and excited? Listen, and, and listen, I'm excited because it's not over. It's, it's not, not over. over. I said on this podcast, it's not over. Mm. Magic Johnson stepped down, not to get in the way of the AD. You trade. Yeah. I said it on this podcast. You did. It was way more to it. As soon as he get out the way, the AD trade. You prophesied. Now, now it's gonna look like your boy is a miracle man. Who cares? But Magic, we all know who did Magic that. is a Laker man. Yeah. yeah. He not, did what's best Magic for the Lakers. That's right. Call him on the phone. Magic yeah. can call anybody. anybody. So get ready. Yeah. For my point guard. Yeah. We okay. all just we, get yeah. ready to yeah. see who my point guard is okay. gonna be yeah. by the time it's playoff. Listen. Okay. They talking about uh. Kimba Walker. That's all I yeah. got to say. That's a that's a good look. There. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yeah, they talking about Kimba Walker, yeah. Kyrie lot, Irving. A lot of these teams that that look good in the playoffs this year, right now, they all on pins and needles because mm. all they shooters, yeah. Middleton, yeah, uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, yeah, oh, Kyrie, yeah. everybody a free agent. Yeah, yeah. Now, Clay, you talking about Clay and KD and all them, and, and here go the deal. Clay and KD out for a year. Yeah. So they not as 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 attractive as they used to be. And KD torn Achilles. Yeah. You may not come we back can go down, player. we can go down the line of the people that tore the Achilles. They never came back the same, you know, except for the Mamba now. I mean, yeah, I Mamba, forgot. Mamba. Then Dominique Mamba. Wilkins did a few more dunks after that. The Mamba came back and ended his career hitting 60. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen again for anybody. But but my point is, and I'm going to hurry up. My, my sound man is, you know, he got his eye on me. I'm going to hurry up. But I'm just saying, I needed to get this out. I needed to get this out because I spent a whole season. Of getting laughed at. 
Oh, yeah, you did. I spent a whole season of folk telling me that I told you it wasn't going to work out. But all I'm saying is there was a plan to this. And from the beginning of last season, I said that the Lakers would not make the playoffs that season. And it was going to be my toughest season because I'm going to be excited about LeBron being there. But knowing this will not be the season that it it was going to take place. So I would have to grimace this entire season. But you know what's Starting with that game in Orlando. You know what's crazy? Though P Matt, you you said that, but if he don't miss seventeen games, eighteen games, yeah, eighteen they games, the they still possibly go to the playoffs. But I think the Lord did that for me. Mm. You think the- because <laughs> then all the LeBron fans would have said LeBron did it by himself Itself, because it. this crew wasn't the crew to take him. Yeah, no. and I'm so glad. Praise the Lord. That Alonzo Ball Ball. and Brandon Ingram are gone. Alonzo Ball doesn't have it. He's not a team leader. He cannot lead this team. He was Showtime at UCLA with boys. Yeah, he wasn't these men. Yeah, that was boys. And his daddy going out of LA too. What a what a blessing. And Brandon Ingram is just too frail. Yeah, he's soft. To run a team through the playoffs. That's not going to happen. Mm. You have not seen a guy that thin, that frail, run a team through the playoffs. And the only guy you really even seen that thin that caused havoc was the Iceman. Yeah. Mm. And no rings. So all I'm going to say is. Yeah. They were talking about it, man. Showtime. Listen. It's coming back to L.A. Listen, I didn't really. You know, you know the Lakers is. Is that is that team? You know that is that dynasty that that's like no other. Yeah. But I didn't know it was the way it was from a a superstar standpoint. Like if you come, they are expecting you oh, yeah. to, to win out. a championship. I mean, Kareem, Magic, Will, uh, uh, West, yeah. Kobe, Shaq. They all got them. Yeah. So it's like, LeBron, it's if you're going to come here. James Worthy. James it's Worthy. All. It's like, if you're going to come, come here, on. we appreciate you coming. But yeah. we this, hey, listen, we're a bigger brand and go. we could go 0 and 82. Yeah. And we'll still have the number one jersey in the world. Mm. We'll still be the biggest brand in the world. If you're going to come here, you got to win the championship. And see, now guys don't have to whine about, do I want to play with LeBron? Don't nobody want to play with LeBron? LeBron getting ready to surprise everybody. But I'm going to tell you what I would do. I wouldn't even worry about a big-time point guard coming in. I'd find me another wingman and another foe man. Oh, well, I and I would, listen, watch this. Watch what I'm getting ready to tell you. And I'd bring <laughs> LeBron out to the point. Because what's getting ready to happen now is when that ball comes over half court and they reverse it and bring LeBron Ooh. LeBron to the top, it's all heavy. Because if I baseline, you can't stop me. If I pull up, I can hit the J. I got eyes around my head, and now I got AD and give me a shooter on either one of my wings. I don't, all I need somebody to do is take the ball from 75 feet yeah. from the from the half uh, the foul line over to half court, and then right there at the hash mark, let's bring LeBron on a pick up top. I still got 16 seconds left to go, mm. and it's going to be 16 seconds of H-E double hockey stick. Oh, you don't you don't thought this. Oh, hey, I thought listen, this too. He's listen, a Laker, man. Listen. I was lied on. He was cheated. Talked about. And misunderstood. But long as I got King James. Long <laughs> as I got King James. <laughs> listen, we're we going to be ready. We're gonna be yes, ready. I got him. Now if they say now now the other thing is I'm asking need. LeBron, are you who 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 they said you are? 
That's my other question I'm asking. Mm. Are they who you said they said you are? Because they said you were the newborn Magic Johnson Magic and Johnson. Oscar Robinson. They did. So my question is, can yeah. you handle the rock under pressure on a consistent basis and hit your 20, 25, and 30 if we need it, but be yeah. able to make sure everybody can get that rock in their hand? And are you the triple threat that they said you are? I yeah. need to know if Russell Westbrook better than you or not. Mm. That's all I need to know. And, sir, this is the first time you wasn't first time all NBA, first team all NBA. So I need to see if you're going to redeem yourself. Yeah. He will. So that's all I'm saying. He's King James. That's all I'm saying. Al Horford just declined his $31 million, too. Now, I'm I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to go get a bunch of guys and put around him, and it's going to be fire. I'm telling you, this going to be. And some people say, well, why didn't he wait? Because you could have got, you know, they could have had $30 million to work with rather than 27 Hold up, hold up, hold up. I got to attract the onlookers. Mm, I got to hurry up and go get AD now and make this team look attractive. Because there's some guys out there that would have dropped that money because they want that ring. Yep. And the Pelicans can, if the Pelicans don't do nothing by August, Lakers will have the thirty million. It's if the Pelicans choose to do a deal, which they don't owe the Lakers nothing, right? But it's but because we've done this deal in good hopes, right. the Lakers is like don't make no moves with their cap money, and that'll give us another seven eight million dollars to work with to work with. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So you know, because AD get to he he. He uh he'll decline his he got like six he can even decline from uh or something it go, it's something like but that. But y'all I can't know who made this trade happen though. Bottom line though, you know you know who go you know who made this trade happen. Who Rich Paul? No, nah, you know you know. Who I would say Rich happened. Paul, but I would say Magic who? Johnson though. Well, you know, Magic was able to talk to AD, but you know who went and smoothed this whole thing over. Cause don't tell you, me. You, you, ain't don't heard, tell you, me ain't, you ain't Kobe Bryant. You ain't heard nobody oh, say Lord. nothing oh, about Kobe. God. Kobe oh, is low-key. Listen, here, here oh, go the deal. Here go the deal. Here's it, and we gonna, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone, Sam, man. I promise. I'm sorry. My media masters over there, he's going to get me. But here it is. Kobe cannot disrespect Magic and take that position. So, now that Magic is gone, he's going to tell Rob what to do. He's going to tell Rob how to handle this situation. And he's going to do it with Magic and and the and the, the legends in mind, but he's going to tell this man what to do because outside of y'all see y'all got to realize something. When when Kobe was winning all them championships, Kobe was speaking five languages on his bench. Mm-hmm. Kobe was coaching that team in different languages, three to five languages on the bench. He was telling them guys what to do when they get in the game. Here's what we do. We might have a play, but here, when I get the ball, here's what I need y'all to do. Part yeah. Yeah. Like the red tea. Because uh, the bottom mm-hmm. line, that, the man's a genius he, on, that, I mean, on listen, that court, man. Listen, I know he had to be something when uh, they was willing to uh, – Get rid of the mastermind Phil. They 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 say Phil can go, Shaq can go, all Uncle Kobe. Kobe can't go. Kobe can't go. Cause he was like a Magic Johnson. You you, yeah. you a staple. When Kobe when Kobe made that threat to go to Denver, all of L. A. shut down. Yeah. You hear me? Hollywood shut down. They they took they shut down Hollywood Boulevard. And they Chicago, had a meeting and said, "Do not let that man lead his town yeah. because he 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 is that guy." And and Magic was that guy. And so we we and we see that over periods of time where the Lakers man have just had that guy that just has that influence. And I'm just looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to 
what LeBron's going to do. I'm looking forward to AD. I'm looking forward to the guys that they're going to surround them. And uh, and I'm looking forward to this guy, you know, I'm looking forward to Jason Kidd having that impact on the team because mm-hmm. he was another brilliant ball player. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? So it's going to be a fun season. He'll be the coach um, by All-Star Weekend. Yeah, we hope so. Yeah. We hope so. We hope we take Ve- Frank to Vegas and leave him there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, we we it's going to be a fun season. I'm very hurt for the Golden State Warriors because yeah. uh, they're going to be very exposed. And, uh, and I hope that um, – uh, uh, my man Steph doesn't hurt himself trying to overplay throughout the season. I think they're going to still be all right because Boogie, Boogie Cousins uh, will be a little better next year. Yeah, we hope year. he get in shape. But, he, you know, they got to re-sign him. They got to They do got to re-sign him. They got to re-sign him. And, they, and you know, right now, with that, with these two boys gone, they might want to go get somebody a little more prolific. Yeah. You know, they may go grab a Jimmy Butler or somebody like yeah. that. You know, you never know. But uh, – uh, they got good bench, good kids. Might get know. DeMar DeRozan because yeah, he's yeah. San Antonio talking about trading him. Yeah, yeah. But see, this, I take. I mean, I'm telling you, everybody's saying LeBron can't handle a lot of people on his team, but but he has to be able to handle a lot of people on his team. Yeah. He, he has to be able to handle that because, I mean, at this point, he's a 35-year-old vet. He's not a kid anymore, a yeah. ball hog like that anymore. And, and matter of fact, I think this is what blows my mind about these guys getting this money. They ought to pay me. But these guys getting this money <laughs> is tripping me out saying that don't nobody want to play with LeBron because he needs the ball in his hand. Well, fool, you was the same one that said, why is he trusting these guys down the yeah. crunch? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't he just take the shot? Because yeah. he's trying to develop guys yeah. that can, around, can play yeah. around him. Yeah. So and he understands. He just didn't have it. Man, them guys couldn't it, yeah. hit. And listen, you tell me besides Kobe, besides a Jordan, Magic, Man, these dude like he falls in that category. He ain't had no coach. He don't need no coach. No, he yeah. IQ. His basketball yeah. IQ is crazy. Yeah, it's high. It's, he high. Coach. it's high, man. Walk, he probably walked the practice every this, day and looked at him. Let me. Like, let me. Yeah. I know I'm on a Kobe thing right now. I know I'm you on a Kobe are. You thing on a Kobe right thing. Now, now they, they said it in the in the in the Olympics with Magic. They said Magic was the glue to that team. If you ever go back watch any of the 30-30, you watch any of those, Magic was the glue to that team. He brought that team together because that team was self-destructing. Talking about yeah. Joe, Joe, yeah. the dream team? The dream team. The dream yeah, team, yeah, yeah, the dream yeah, yeah. team was self-destructing. Yeah. I mean, they got beat down by some college boys. Yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. truth of the matter was, you know, they made light of it, but the truth of the matter was, man, we was trying to win. Yeah. And we, that, team, that team, Magic brought that thing in. When Kobe them played on that, oh, yeah. that USA squad, Kobe I mean, that. everybody came to the to the forefront and said Kobe Bryant is a basketball genius. Mm. LeBron, Carmelo, everybody. They just said, hey man, Kobe runs the team. He's the godfather. And so it's just that type of legendary players in mind in L.A. L.A. get those guys. And so LeBron's going to fit right in there. He's going to make his mark. You know, he's got his three more years to play, and we prayerfully he stays injury-free and he does well. But, man, bringing A.D. in there and somebody else, man, the Lakers, they, hey. And, so and, you excited, people? And, and don't forget now, when it's all said and done, we've had, what, seven or eight playoff-less Seasons, yeah. Okay, now watch this. And we still got sixteen championships. We still number two in the league with championships. Boston with seventeen, and Boston had what nine in a row. Yeah. For a while, when everybody else was paraplegic and they was winning, <laughs> I mean, they the whole the whole rest of, the whole rest of the league wasn't right. Everybody yeah. was on Boston. I think it should be an asterisk next to them 
championships when it was for some of them with Boston, the yeah, because yeah. absolutely. But after LA left Minneapolis, they still was balling, man. You know. But then so, at the same time, Bill Russell is, was that guy. He was sweet. He was. He was guy. a coach. He was, he was a coach he was too. That guy. But it was nine teams in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all nine. and everybody was on your white people. Yeah. And it was all white people. But well, we we uh <laughs> we got a we got a our yeah. sound man looking at us like man y'all yeah we but uh yeah. we got a, a interesting topic today. P Mac told us uh, about a month ago that we better not skip Father's Day and not do. Do nothing for the father. A tribute, man. A tribute. We, did a great we better tribute. not do Mother's Day and not do. And I agree wholeheartedly. I do too. I agree wholeheartedly. We did a great tribute to mothers. <clears throat> we did. And we want to, in our own way, do a tribute to to the fathers. Yes, yeah, man. Talk the, about the, the fathers. The mothers had the womb, but the father had the zero. Mm, the father mm. had the seed, man. The seed. He had the seed. Oh, man. He had, it was. It was. It's the zero that the enemy is after. He said, "I'm after the the woman's zero. He's mm. after that seed, man. So we are the seed bearers. We are the seed producers. We are that 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 entity that God has chosen that the seed is produced from us. And so uh, he he incub- causes that incubator to be great too. And this life there in the umbilical cord. But the deal is, man, it's that seed. Yeah. So we gonna put the end to some to some. Some uh uh, I guess you could say propaganda, but to some rumors about black fathers, and yeah. we're gonna put the room. But we are gonna talk about the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. But we gonna really pay respect to fathers because we all our fathers. Because we all our fathers, and number on top of that, just the understanding of man of knowing your identity. Like you know, I'm grateful for mothers. But that, just like you said, along with that seed, the identity, like just knowing, you, especially when you a son, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? No, no disrespect to, to daughters out there. Daughters as well, but man, to see my son, my son is me growing up all over again. You can see it. Like, it just like, man. So, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be a father and I'm blessed to have Fathers and to have men that's stepping up. And you up two are great fathers. I mean, I want I want to put oh, that man. out there. Man. That brother it, Travis and and Big Phil, you as uh, well, they, sir. They are they are great fathers. I'm able to sit back, watch them interact, and um, and they they have just been great fathers, man. And so you know, we we salute that. And yeah. I think we come. We're in a lineage of great family model yes. a great family pattern where mm-hmm. um, Bishop McLaughlin has been a tremendous father Absolutely. and he said it's Sunday not perfect but tremendous yeah, and absolutely worth watching been, and ha, yeah and and has been the epitome of wanting to be the best father that yeah. he could be desiring to be a better father than he is a pastor absolutely yeah. knowing that there's a call of god on his life an anointing on his life to pastor people but wanting to be a better father than he is a pastor and so it, it really shifted my life because i know when i first started pastoring man i wanted to be the best pastor more than the better anything mm. but you know my my mentality for that was a little different and my reasoning was different and it caused me to make some mistakes along the way in my fatherhood but um mistakes in fatherhood be man yeah yeah man you know when i when i when i first came from the university uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, running from bounce from from boxing betty and the rest of them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my 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 goal man because i didn't i didn't want to be that street wise 
thug, manipulating, drug dealing, drug using, womanizing, just freelance individual. So I buried myself in the word of God. I buried my thing, myself in the things of God. I buried myself in spirituality and ministry to where I was consumed with it. My life had its other parts to it, getting married, trying to raise sons, you know, trying to deal with my son who was in a different uh, city. But, but the, 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 the reality was what I ended up having to have a conversation with my son who was very upset with me until a couple of years ago was that, man, this was the only way I was going to survive. If I wasn't in this the only way I knew, let me say that right. if I didn't drench myself with ministry along with the mistakes I was still making. But if I wouldn't have been drenched in ministry, I wouldn't have made it. There were so many things pulling at me, so many things trying to get me back. So many people that didn't want to see me succeed that actually wanted to participate in my demise. They'd rather participate with me going down than the than the cheer for me going up. And so it just, I just, those things were there. And then of course the devil was busy. And so, and I had fear, man. I had so many guys that I've seen come from jail, play the role, fall back, uncles coming off of drugs, going back, people going back and forth to jail. The recidivism was just in my mind. There were so many things I could have been convicted for, wasn't convicted for, things coming up. After I got out, man, I was just in a whirlwind for maybe 10 years where it was just, I, I got to serve God or I'm going to die. I got to serve God or I'm going back to prison. I got to, and I'm not saying that that's not necessarily a bad, desperate feeling, but, it, but that fear brought torment mm. to where everything else was secondary wife was secondary every I, but it was out of fear man because i knew what was in my flesh i knew what about me what people didn't know about me i knew what those desires still were and i knew i needed something stronger than i've ever had in my life to keep me from it my mother was my best friend and she never told me anything wrong if she didn't have the strength to do it my father was my perfect model didn't drink didn't smoke didn't cuss didn't do it i've never seen him sin i saw him read the bible i saw him pray he he took care of me he paid the bills he took my mama's stuff he was a great brother he he was a pro athlete he got dog bigotry and all those things against him loved those same people helped kids played sports i mean just the epitome of a man and if his fluence wasn't enough yeah. I'm saying to myself while I'm sitting in prison, like now with a mom and dad like that, wow. your mom is missionary president. Your mom is 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 a GM supervisor. Your dad done played pro ball. These are two avid Christians. You got the perfect freaking life. You went to private school, but you still a fool. If you don't get yourself wrapped in Jesus, you're going to die. Wow. And so it was just, man, I was caped in him, still battling flesh, you know. But, I mean, I came out just on fire, man, and just streamlined. But, you know, I kind of lost touch with my son. Then my younger son was born. And, and so you basically know, what it you, was a trip. What you just did is led us into, into the mindset of the absenteeism of some fathers that some sons never get a chance to hear. And mine happened process. to be Jesus. Somebody else's might be yeah. alcohol. Somebody else. Yeah. And it was really the fear ran me to Jesus. Some say by love. Some say by fear. Right. Fear led me to Jesus. Yeah. Only because I had heard that that word only because it was preached around me only because my grandmama said it only because my mama said it i just trusted some people who said man you need jesus did you ever get a chance to share that that 
that mindset or the, the reasoning. Um, you tell us about a, 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 a courageous conversation your son had with you over the phone. Very courageous. He it's, stuck his chest out. He stuck his chest out. He yes, was, sir. Uh, he was feeling like Claw. What's, yeah. what's all the air in your chest yeah. for, Claw? Chris, yeah, Christmas yeah. of 2017. Yeah. So he, he, you know. It was going to go down. I mean, he said what he had to say. He said what he felt. Um, but I just had to tell him, man, okay, first of all, I had to apologize. Once I once I came down and and, and realized that it wasn't going to be okay for me to kill him. Because right. uh, I was going to choke him. I was going to hurt him. He was going to find out how rough his little daddy was. And, you know, and, and you know, I didn't look like much at 5'8", but we, we get down now. We get down. We, we come from the hood. Now, you, you know, we talk with Bishop about having to deal with brothers that beat you up. Well, you know, we got jumped in too. I mean, it was, yeah. you had to get jumped in at the view now. Yeah. You know, when you playing flag I mean you playing touch football and you fall down that first time oh yeah you getting kicked and need and oh yeah uh, the Brazil brothers oh yeah it was on mm. so we had I had to go through it so I, I, he was getting ready to catch the wrath he was gonna catch it I mean if he'd have been near me I'd have beat him like he was somebody that stole some money from me because it was that level of disrespect but once I calmed down I heard the level of hurt mm. Mm. and so I had to apologize to the hurt because I I was the creation of the pain. It wasn't for the reason that he thought, but it was because of me. And so I had to then allow that the Holy spirit to minister to me and say, listen, his, his, your, his, his um, accusation of why you cause his pain is wrong, but you are the source of the pain. Right. Mm. And so I had to ask him to forgive me. And then I had to just give him some insight, man. When I came, when I finally came back home from prison, man, I was running for my life on the inside of me. And I did get selfish. It was about me, but not because I didn't love you. I had to figure out how I was going to survive, man. You know, that's, 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 is, is, is amazing to hear you say that because, uh, for those out there in the Stu, Stu podcast land, we was just talking about that at the green room about, you know, getting healing and, and about understanding uh, and getting a different what's perspective. Our oh, what's our, well, let's give our backgrounds real quick on fatherhood. Okay, so myself, Philly Illy's Big Phil, um, I grew up without a father in the home. So, um, you know, we were just in here processing uh, different stories and talking about um, just our life and circumstances uh, behind not having a father or some of us having a father. So, um, you know, we were saying in the green room, just talking like, you know, understanding and having another perspective mm-hmm. because when you get to finally hear the story um, of your father and hear uh, some of the things that he was faced with, not an excuse, not a, you know, not the, not to make an excuse for him, but you understand them because now you're older in age, you understand, you walk through life, you seen how these things can hold, you know, can can really get a hold and grab a hold of uh, of a person's mindset, and then. Man, what's so important to me is is the generational thing behind it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I heard, you know, this Sunday, shout out to my beautiful wife. She uh took me to Father's Day dinner and surprised me with my father. Mm. So my father came. You know what I mean? Um, she pulled up with him in her car. She probably know uh, how he was gonna react. Oh man. So she said I was a little nervous. She said I began to cry because she was like, I don't she was like, I don't know how Philip was gonna act if he see this man get out of my car. So um little did she not know that the Lord was already dealing with me about me, you know, needing to go see him 
and holler at him, you know what I'm saying, and not let this day go by without saying something to him, you know what I'm saying, just because y'all are right now. Me and my father, we are all right now, for the record. We are mm-hmm. good. Even before this dinner, we were good, but we have a we have this understanding where we're still kind of in the way of each other's uh, true uh, uh, affection. This mm-hmm. like like step we we stand in the way of affection towards each other. Yeah. So it's like we have a mutual respect. We love each other. We're not afraid to voice that. But the time, the effort into going into actually walking that yeah, stuff out, the intimacy of, the father intimacy son, of fatherhood, yeah. we kind of stand in the way of it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just my father, it's me too. I take a piece of that as well. Um, and, um, you know, hearing uh, what happened with me was it was Sunday when Bishop began to talk about the cats in the cradle, the song. And I began to read these lyrics to this song. And I done heard this song before, because this is a famous song. Even mm-hmm. though the song was well before, it's such a huge yeah. song. Yeah, it's one of them songs you don't heard before. And I'm just like, I never paid attention to these lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, this is my life. Mm. This is me now. This is my dad calling me, can I see my grandson? When you gonna come and see me? Man, I just don't have the time. Wow. I, I don't got the time. Ain't that I don't want to, Dad. It's just, it's just, man, I'm busy. I got a lot going on, ministry, work, family. I got my own family now. I'm just trying to do my thing. You know, don't disrespect, but I'll talk to you. You know, I could do the call thing because I can move while I'm we on the phone, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Wow. And mm-hmm. um, it, it made me look at myself. And then I began to think about um, just what would life would be if I hadn't had a chance to do all of I done with him, I just begin to think about if he was gone. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and it's hard. You know, that's you never really tap into that until they actually gone. Mm-hmm. You really never get there until they actually gone. So I try to push myself to the limit as much as I could of really saying, man, what, what if my daddy wasn't here? Um, and just to really see him on Sunday uh, really – Man, I was like a kid again. A kid. Man, it's crazy. You said that earlier, how you kind of turned into a kid. I had this dream. This was before I ever met my dad, but I didn't know how he looked. Mm-hmm. Um, had this dream as a kid. I wasn't a kid. I was uh, I was young. I'm still young, but I was a younger. Uh, I had to be like 19, 20, uh, 21 maybe, something like that. Maybe like freshman, sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. And I had this dream. And in the dream, we're at a church or something or some family event. And I walk in and my dad is there. Now, this is at a point in life where we just ain't have no kind of relationship or nothing. But he's there and I just break down like a toddler, like with emotion. Wow. Like, it's all, you know, dreams be weird stuff happening. It's almost like my body went from. 19 to 8 emotionally and psychologically and just was like you know just hurt and it wasn't like cries of anger it was like cries of hurt and frustration right and i just ran out and then like ran to my mom like eight year old ran to her and she like comforted me and i woke up and i was like dang what the heck was that dream about so i get a chance to so my background get a chance to see him you know with me for the first time i'm like 21 years old Shout out to my beautiful wife. 
uh, we really was on like some Antoine Fisher type stuff because she like helped me uh, help me find the family. I found I had like eight siblings in three different states and wow. five different cities and all this crazy stuff. And she helping me. I'm in service at the potter's house on a Wednesday. She texted me from Orlando. I think I found your brother. <laughs> and then like the next day, I think I found your sister. I think I found another sister. Wow. She, I'm like, oh, Joe, hold on. I'm stepping out of service. Like, oh, wait, where you found him at? So she's helping me find the family. You know, helps me buy the plane ticket to go see him. But when I met him, man, for the first time, uh, I almost had that same experience, man, because he just didn't welcome me like I thought he should have received me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that, man, it's nice to finally meet you. You know what I'm saying? You seem like a nice young man. Um, and then, you know, I had to, with the help of my wife, had to really, which I felt like I shouldn't have had to do, but I did it. I had to put myself in his shoes Yeah. in that moment. I wanted to be selfish, or maybe, I don't know if it was selfish. I, I wanted to be focused on how I was feeling, but I had to step back and say, okay. And it hit me. I'm like, I'm a ghost to him. It was like a ghost showing up at his door, you know, because for 20-some years, Maybe he didn't think, but I'm not sure. But yeah, he didn't have a picture of me, you know how I looked. So it's like a ghost showing up on a plane and saying, Hey, I'm here. And then I'm I'm all I'm connecting all the other kids too. So he like, man, what's this finna what what this finna be like? All these kids coming together. So, you know, for me it's been a you know, that was that was seven years ago. That was that was more to say. That was eight years ago. And the relationship isn't what I wanted to be. It's it's not. Right. But one of the things that, you know, Bishop talked about, our pastor talked about this past week, he did a, a, a Father's Day service, of course, and it was one of the most powerful sermons I've ever heard in my life. Um, it brought up a lot of emotions, but it was reconciliation. He talked about the honor that that position has. And I had to take that to heart. And that's really, that's been the only thing that's kept us having a relationship is me realizing that no matter how I feel about whatever, mm -hmm. that's still my natural father, and there's a sense of honor that I need to have. And so, over the past, you know, four or five years that I've known him, and I've sent a message: Happy Father's Day. Want to honor you because of who you are. Um, and really, my hope is that I'm just sowing good seeds, man. That as my daughter grows up, you know, as I raise my nephew and my niece, help raise them. That as I sow those seeds of honor with my natural father and whatever the lack, whatever the relationship is, that I'll be able to harvest that honor yeah. later in life. Yeah. Um, because it is, I mean, your son went slap off on your pee back and um, you know, I kind of wanted to go slap off on that Negro. And uh, you know, you just have answers, you have questions that you want to know, you know, why, yeah. you know, w w what was that happened, what, what was this, but, um, the honor, man, and, and that's something that I don't think we talk about enough on Father's Day. We don't talk about the honor that fathers are due, especially the good fathers that are there. We really don't lift up that same energy of honoring dads. Right. And like I we should. Yeah, and I say this, to go back to P. Mac's uh, comment about him and his son, because me and my father had a similar situation. Um, and not mo not so much in the sense of as me just attack, you know, going at him like that. But I did in my own way. Um, but you know, it's regardless of how you feel, 
it's just, it's just I, I even have to look at it even with our relationship with our like spirit like our heavenly father mm-hmm. like even with God the father you know what I'm saying it's like this you know I remember when my brother-in-law was killed right so my sister I mean I'm talking about my sister my wife uh, little brother he was murdered um, and my wife practically not necessarily raised him but he was he was the little her mm-hmm. like he was you know he was just in them streets like that you know what I mean and you know he just had the same personality as Jalen and she he used just to be up under Jalen all the time so um when when he was killed I watched my wife and the rest of my in-laws, my mother, brother, go through a process. And the process that everybody was trying to skip over, I couldn't know, really notice everybody else, but I noticed my wife because she's in the house with me. And my daughter, that was her best friend. It was her uncle, but they were born on the same day. And they were two, they were two or three years apart, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Born on the same day. We used to call them twins. So, um, we used to, um, the process that I saw them trying to look, go over was the process of being, being angry at like somebody couldn't like somebody could have made sure that this didn't happen. So even if I, so we can't find the boys who did it. So I can't blame them because they not found yet. I want to push this emotion on somebody. So it's like mm-hmm. I want I I we haven't found out who did it. I can't push it on them. We don't have a court date where I can look them in the eyes and read notes to them about how you took my brother and you mm-hmm. took my son. Then we can't really push it on each other, even though we are. I'm pushing it on my husband, but I know he ain't do it. Yeah. I'm pushing this angle on my daughter. I know she ain't do it. They pushing it on each other, and then it got to the point to where, God, why you let this happen? Mm. It was like. If anybody could have did anything about this, yeah. it was right. God. Yeah. And I watched my wife go through this this feeling of like God let her down. Ooh, like angry. On, angry with yeah. God. Like, and one day I was sitting in the car and she was just crying. Like, I just don't understand why this had to happen. You know, she was even even push some of the like even through the mold she pushed some of it towards me but because there was a there was a time to where she was like maybe we could come let him stay with us for mm-hmm. a little bit yeah, you know what i'm saying and if he would have just been here he'll be alive mm-hmm. you know what i mean and she felt like i didn't give enough stern yes to her and i was like well baby you know your brother could have came with this whatever but i, I had a hard, had a conversation with him he wasn't one he wasn't coming up here you know what I'm saying? So we had that conversation. So it got back to the point. So it, it so now she's like, God, you could have stopped this, but you didn't. And she was angry with God. And one day she just sitting in the car, she just crying, crying, just like I don't understand why this happened to my little brother. He just had a went his he just had a baby. He was number twenty years old. This this has just has no reason to happen. And she said, I just want to know why. I said, baby, you know what? I said for a long time I always. Growed up, I was always taught um, about, you know, you had people say, you don't never, don't question God. You don't question what he does. You don't question who he is. And then there's a certain part of that that is true. But then there's true-ish. a true-ish. Yeah. 
But then I said, but baby, I think God is big enough mm, and almighty enough to deal with your questions. Mm. I said, he's the wow. problem solver. Yeah. If you got a problem, talk to him about it. Even if you mad with him, he he's the only you. one that has the answers. Yeah, he can deal with your, your And he can man. deal with your pain. He can deal with you being, being angry with him. I said, he's the only one that has the answer. So I, I try to keep, I, that's, I used that story and it was long, but I used that analogy for myself when I deal with my father. As much as I try, as possibly can, I try to use that. I can be mad at him. Lil, Lil P Mac could be mad. You still got to come to him to find out who you are. That's right. To get everything that you need. That's right. Like he's the man that's got to supply it. So it's like the anger is really a cry out. It's like a la it's like a it's help pain. me. It's a pain. Yeah, it's a pain. And a lot of times this you know, a lot of times this is bent up because in a lot of cases, there's people who naturally can't go yeah, to that person. To that person. You know what I'm saying? They just yeah. physically can't go to that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's a lot of kids, a lot of kids out these like me. You know, I'm not I'm not, you know, I didn't have a special case. A lot of kids just who just didn't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, their mama ain't know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so you you live in this space of you Bishop talked about it. Man, if you check out Potter's House, go to our Facebook, Potter's House International Ministries, last Sunday, the Father's Day message. Uh, fathers come home. Right? Father's the prodigal. The prodigal father. Daddy's come Daddy's home. Come home. Mm -hmm. Check it out, man. He walked through the mental and I start thinking about this stuff. Like I don't I really don't God grace me to give me a great mom so I don't harp on a lot of those dark spaces. Yeah. Um me as well. That's, I yeah. caught the forgiveness from her. That yeah. spirit of forgiveness, she she forced it on me. Like you will not hold a grudge against it. And for me it was natural. I just wasn't angry with him. I just had a lot of questions. But you do I me, mean, you grew up in this space of of just self talk or thank you know. Because the person that you want to go to to ask that question, he talked about the razor bumps, you know what I'm saying? Went went through that, you know what I'm saying? Let me just figure out this shaving thing. Then, you know, I grew up around YouTube, so you you may YouTube some stuff, or you may kind of on the slide ask some other people, like, what you do. So you grew up in this space of, of all these questions that this person normally has the answer to, and you get into being a husband, you know what I'm saying? You get into being a father, yeah. and then there's these expectations of you, Sometimes spouses can put on you, and you really like God. Yeah, you gonna have to help me do this. Yeah, because I don't have a freaking clue what to, yeah what to do in this. And and so you have to. And yeah. that's the one thing my mom always taught me. The one lesson she always taught me: God is your father. And and I, I and I I thought it was just her way of just spiritualizing the situation yeah mama i get what you're saying but there's a hole and i and i still believe that no i think there, there's a hole in every boy's heart that doesn't know his father Absolutely. i think it's a natural hole yeah but i found god's grace in that situation for anybody who's who's listening who has this i i've legit found the grace of god for god to be my father and yeah. for him to instill certain principles in me that was lost out on from my natural father and for him to put other men in my life to fill in those gaps 
of okay, watch how this guy does that. I was gonna say, watch it, how this guy. That, does that's that. the beautiful thing that's about God. Watch yeah. how that this lets guy you know that. how vital yes. the father role is yes. is in the life of a man or a young girl, yeah, right? Definitely. Because God puts those people, people in your yeah, life. He did, and and it's necessary. Yeah. It to have that that that. Um, Influence yeah. from yeah. the male, from the man standpoint, from a fatherly yeah. standpoint, that's that's crucial. And as I'm sitting here listening, listening to you guys, I realize that my role at this table is the absentee father. Wow, that, that's who I was. Wow, wow. Because when my younger son was growing up, I was on drugs until he turned four, mm. and then I went to prison. Gotcha. So by the time he's nine, I come home no. yeah. and I'm in this gulf of of desperation to where it's be, my life has become myopic because I got to figure out how to really get through these next five or ten years because that's crucial right. to the ex-convict. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I've am I'm got to figure out how to get through these years. So, okay, by the time I get it figured out to the point to where, okay, I know what to do, right. he's 19. Wow. Yeah. So I'm the absentee father. Yeah. Just mm. bottom line. Yeah. Wow. You know, wow. and uh, and so didn't call enough, didn't see him enough. You know, sent money. Right. You know, made sure that was right. Uh, for for the most part, but um, and so I just have to, you know, I have to sit back and 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 honor the fact that, you know, you two, my son, had to make some great strides without that role in your life. Right. And uh, it's my fault, you know, because I made those decisions to be an absentee father. I made those decisions not to be around. I did those things. And, and so my, my pragmatic thinking of trying to get this money so my kids could have everything, you know, regardless of that was my supposed motivation, which it wasn't. Right. It was I wanted to bling and I wanted to be the man and I wanted a bunch of money and I wanted to have the power and I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do. And that was the deal. Using my children as my excuse mm-hmm. was my was my justification for right. the wrong. But but whatever it is, it caused me to be absent. And I think that's what happens to most of the men, you mm-hmm. know, and, and to be quite honest, um, my son has never been unwanted. Now, this would be hard for him to hear, possibly, unless he's in a great place. My son, and for a lot of absentee dads, our sons wasn't unwanted. Yeah, come they on, were talk. unintended. Yeah, mm. Mm. I was. I, they mm. were unintended. I wasn't trying mm. to have a son and mm. abandon them. Mm. I wasn't trying to produce Ooh. that and walk away. Mm. It's just something happened that I can't handle right now. And listen, mm. we gotta we gotta stop. We gotta put a we gotta stop right there mm. because and the reason why you gotta stop right there because that is the majority that like that is the truth. Yeah. That, it's a hurtful it's truth. A hurtful truth. Yeah. But when I begin to hear my father explain, yeah, that's my, thing. like said, my that, like that's not what I intended tended to happen. When his mother what? said, "I'm pregnant." I said, "What the." I'm 19. Yeah. I'm 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 in the prime of my life. Yeah. You told me, you know, you were on the pill. This yeah. what is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Why would you do this to me? Yeah. And so then the the for a moment the the pregnancy is a resentment. Yeah. 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 Not the child I ain't never talked to. Yeah. Not the boy I ain't never held. Yeah. Not that. 
but just man, dang. Yeah. So now I have now a picture of my resentment. Mm. I have the life of my resentment. I have the remembrance of my resentment. And I'm trying to figure out how do I love the situation I resented and then how do I care for what I wasn't ready for? Yeah. Mm. And so the easiest thing for me to do is run. And listen. Man, I, I just happen to have a grandma yeah. that I respected so much right. that said, you will not let this woman have your child and not be married to her. So by paper and by bedroom, we was married. Right. But by life motive, I was already yeah. married to me. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. So she was my second wife Ooh. because I was married to my desires, to my lust, to my vices. You know, she she was down the road. Bless her heart. She didn't know that. Right. But I married you because, you know, you the finest woman in the city our age. My grandma said marry you. Yeah. And it's the right thing, thing to, to do. do. And you ain't bad to have. Right. You know what I mean? And I do. I am crazy about you. Yeah. But I ain't ready for this life. Yeah. I ain't ready for it. And so I soaked myself in drugs and money and in the streets and tried to include her in that life yeah. until it fell apart. And then I became all the way absentee. Now, my son would probably say he remembered from two to four how great a dad I was playing right. with him, doing all this and doing all that. But again, that's because I'm in the house playing house. You know, so, but the deal was, man, it was resentment. It was fear. It was not ready. And for most guys, man, I've counseled a lot, a lot of men, a lot of fathers. I've just had that opportunity to do that. If I counseled them well or gave them good advice, I had the chance to hear them. Yeah. Hundreds, maybe thousands of guys sitting in symposiums with, with fathers trying to reconcile, sitting in reconciliation situations, sitting in father-son breakfasts where we went and got the sons and brought the fathers in young life and young lives and talking to these guys and the number one deal is man I wasn't ready and, 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 and that's what I was going to say ran. and that's what I was going to say man like and I, I might get we might get some I won't say we get hate mail but we might get a couple emails off of this from the ladies but it is what it is I'm going to say it like we, we have these postpartum this all this stuff that women deal with that even after they have the baby, they go, you know, you have some cases where women, you know, like, That's like right. remove mm. themselves, separate, separate mm. right. from the child that they've held in their own womb for mm. nine months. That's right. Felt move, right. move around, felt the love of it, felt how much you can, you know, he's even saying, you know, when we was going through, when my son was going through the process, you know, it was funny to hear some of the doctors say that they can feel the love. They can feel the, that the mother can feel the, the, the life that they need to hold on. Like, mama, you got to stay alive so I stay alive. It's almost right. like you right. feel all of these mm -hmm. things. Yeah. So for them to have to go through all of that and then go through that, that postpartum part, and you held this baby, but you don't think as a father – that we don't that that, that that's not going to hit you. It's going it's it going to hit too. you. It, it hits fathers too. The Lord showed me that abandonment is an absentee father's abortion. Mm. Wow. So wow. mentally, I aborted. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to convince myself that I have no responsibility. Wow. Because to come around will remind me. 
Of my responsibility. Of my responsibility. responsibility. And if I cannot live up to my responsibility, I've just I've just suffocated myself, my Mm. own manhood. Mm. So now the best way for me to stay a man is to stay stay away. away. Oh my and, god. And, and, and that's 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 the misnomer. That's that's the psychology. That's that's what I'm dealing with. The only way I can be a man is stay away. And then the problem is I, I end up finding myself in a cycle that I can't get out of. And yeah. usually it's more and more yeah. of these same situations yeah. because I'm having sex and I'm going from woman to woman trying to keep telling myself that me leaving my other child mm. didn't make me not a man but by keep having children and having women is what substantiates me as a man but I keep creating and the same it scenario is. it's 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 their definition of what it's a their man definition is. of what and, a man and, is. and that's the when you talk about using I heard somebody say it a long time ago we're using the same word but different dictionaries that's right we're saying the same thing, but yeah. your Webster's and my my uh uh what's the hood dictionary? Urban Urban, Urban. dictionary are giving two different things, and so you 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 see this dichotomy of you know what's presented to us as manhood, mm-hmm. but then you see these results, these ripple effects of the the lives and the psychology and the torment that other men go through as a result of somebody else's manhood. Because as I met my siblings. Uh, all my well not all of them <laughs> two brothers are younger than me and uh, two are older than me and but for the grace of God like I've just been spared of of maybe some 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 anger I would say frustration is definitely still there but just anger resentment but you could just see man the well my sisters too man just the hurt and resentment is yeah. there. that is deep deep down in them that my father, I mean, he was the man. He was the epitome of a Rolling Stone. Like when I when I when I connected the dots and saw where my siblings, like I had five siblings that grew up within an hour of me that I didn't know existed. Wow. My siblings were in Saint Augustine and Palaka and Hastings, which don't exist no more. But it's, you might as well say it's Palaka. Two sisters in Saint Augustine. A brother and a sister in Palaka, then another sister in uh, in Hastings. So five, and then you know, so that was just his route. You know, you can see the route. You can <laughs> see. Jacksonville, <laughs> going to ninety five, gonna go on, hop over to Palaka. Yeah, or going. You, you can see the you, you see the situation, um, and then you got up north in you know the Philly, you know Philly, New Jersey area, but. But just to see the you talk about the definition of manhood and and you know growing up and trying to do something so different than what I experienced, you know, all of us, yeah. especially you you and myself feel trying to do something different than what we saw, you start battling with your own definition of manhood. Yeah. And how is a man supposed to handle this situation yeah. that I'm in as a parent? You start you have all the you you sitting up. At night, are you sitting in a situation in your mind like, okay, Trav, how is a man supposed to handle a situation? Now, question, did it, did either one of your fathers have a religious or spiritual upbringing and background? I have no idea. His mom, his mom, my, my grandmother just, just passed away recently. I went up to the funeral. That was the most of us that ever been together, most siblings. And she spiritually was like 
a spiritual mom to Bristol, Pennsylvania, where she where where she uh, lived. I mean, she I mean, but like, what, what did, did she raise him like that? that but was I, he I'm at thinking, home? You, I'm you, thinking she did, but don't know. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really know. My grandmother is rooted and grounded in in the in, Lord. In the Lord. But you don't know. But how I he, really don't know if that was how she raised. So, him. So, so one of the things that came out in, in one of the uh, consortiums was. You guys are answering these questions from a renewed mindset. Oh, definitely. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, and you, you're you not considering the times, first of all. Right. And then the lack of spiritual and religious upbringing that somebody might have really had mm-hmm. that stuck with them that would have given them another way of thinking. Yeah. You know? And so um, do we excuse People who have never taken the time to just try or do better. No, you don't excuse. But it's perspective, it. but, though. But you do have to look and take a chance. Give a give an opportunity to say, okay, just just maybe they couldn't, yeah. because in yeah. some places, not physically, not financially, but mentally, yeah. but there's some there's some things that I couldn't do. There was yeah. some time. There was some things that my son had, like events that, as saved and on fire as I was, yeah. That knowing his mom was going to be there, his grandma was going to be there, shame hit me, mm. and I didn't make the event. That's a big word. You just it, it hit word. me. And, I, and it was like, yeah. even at that time, my, my ex-wife said, well, you going to go? And I'm like, I done changed my mind. Why? I'm tired. I got to do this tomorrow. I still got to get raped. She's like, yeah, he'll understand. But when I go upstairs, man, and I sit on the john, and I just, now I'm, I'm in my, my most vulnerable position, and I'm able to think clearly, yeah. it's like, Man, I'm just too shamed to show up at this point. Yeah. And it just keeps, it's almost like the dope fiend. I want to get help, but the, the three days I've been gone, the money I done took out the ATM, the kids I didn't pick up, the situations I didn't do, folk riding around looking for me to show up now is shameful, so I get high again. To show up now is shameful, so I drink some more. To yep. show up now is shameful. Now, eventually, I got to show up, but when I show up, man, I got to show up with my chest out mm-hmm. like I did what I wanted to do. Right. And when you come at me as my son and you say something that's a little bit of weird i'm getting ready to wait nigga, who you you know it's who you yeah. talking to yeah. Yeah. yeah but but i'm really trying to cover up the, the guilt and the shame and the shame pain. and that's what keeps us back and, and i believe many fathers are dealing with that that's right now that's key. shame is shame key is because it, it and it, it manifests its way it manifests in so many different ways because like you said you had a drawback you had a oh hey son the the whole you know very reluctant yeah. nonchalant 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 which and, is crazy which is my daddy liked that I I wasn't raised by him wasn't but I'm in the exact I was gonna say but you, if you DNA. look at your own life you probably yes. see some of the same things with me the same with the whole shame I bounce out I dumb it down I fall, fall back back out uh you know I come in because. In in every man from the beginning of Adam, there's a there is a a God given responsibility, that's yeah. right. ownership, that's yeah. right. That is gonna bother you regardless. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. it's gonna bother you yeah. regardless. And then some people just res- the shame. And in, and in Adam, we've learned to run away. Wait, run away. Yep. yep. The shame and not deal with the situation and, and, and deal, hide and yep. hide with fig leaves. Yes, sir. And yep. the shame produces. So like this this effect that it has because the ownership is there. The ownership is there. It's like I can't come and show up 
and like you said, somebody on drugs. I can't come and go get rehab when I know I done took these people money, been mm-hmm. gone for these three days. Something in me feel like I got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So because I know I got to deal, deal with, with that, that, I'm going to do something else. I'm just going to go Shame do something else. is the hormone for irresponsibility. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it is. It and just my keeps dad, you away. It just pulls Sunday, you away. It pulls you away. Sunday, my dad, when I went to go eat dinner with him, in the car, my wife told me when we got home, in the car, he said, you know what, I, I almost... Called you back and said, you know, I'm not going to go. You know, I had to go to work at 9 o'clock that night. Let me just get some sleep. That's his number. That's his, that's his, that's his go-to. I done yeah. been on the phone with him. I got to go to sleep at night, you know what I'm saying, to go to work. And I and, and me, we, oh, God, oh, jeez. I'm so much <laughs> like him. It, it, you, you, you just, it's just like, nah, he, 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 can't, he ain't going to be able to make it. We do this thing to where we just, uh, uh, lay dormant like our feelings lay dormant mm-hmm. but you internalizing it and you really yeah. are angry oh, and yeah. he said I started to call you and tell you that I just want to be a maker but he said I need to go spend time with my son I now answer this question for me one cat told me that it it is hurt right he said he said Bishop Mark is hurt he said I said well where does the anger come from he said I'm really not angry at him I'm angry at me that I let myself be hurt. So now the mm. fact that I'm hurt and I want to cry and I want to I want to do the Will Smith. Why don't my daddy want me, man? Yeah. I want to I want to I want to do that. I'm mad that it makes me want to do that. Right. That's yeah. what I'm mad you, at. You just feel like a like yeah, a yeah. like a punk or yeah, something. Yeah, you call yourself a chump or chump like you said. Chump, yeah. I feel like I'm seven. So what what does yeah. a man in your stature? How you know what do you how do you process feeling like you seven again? Because you that's really I mean? what happens. The tr- the the that traumatic experience that's right leaves you where you were emotionally that's right, that's right. like that's when right. i you know i go to therapy you know what i mean like and you know i ain't afraid to put it out there i go to there i will even when i was going to counsel a marriage counsel and i continue to go through therapy just because of my anger produced from not having a father right like i didn't realize how big of a problem i had until i got to marriage counseling mm-hmm. and he told me pulling back them layers. he stopped pulling back the layers and he said you stop growing emotionally that's right wherever you had your trauma. like wherever you had your trauma yeah. just like we like yeah like yeah, yeah like yeah, you stop yeah. growing emotionally so though you oh though, though jesus is great to you that's in right. this area that's right yeah. you can lead a, a group of people in this area he said right here mm-hmm. you still nine ten years old yeah he saying your most he say so when you t- so when you pop off you pop off like you 10 or 11. 10 or 11 yeah. You cry, you get angry, you throw a hissy fit. You don't He said that's why you can't compose yourself even when you angry. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a blessing that yeah. you did that and I'm and I'm so Now I'm, you just six because, some because 300 pounds. Yeah, therapy you, therapy yeah. is is it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what it's what we need. We get all kind of therapy. therapy we get yeah. aroma therapy. Yeah. We mm-hmm. we get we get compassion therapy. We get spiritual therapy, yeah. but we we are so afraid to get emotional and mental therapy yeah. because of the stigma. Because mm-hmm. of the but, stigma. But the bottom line is yeah. for anybody that's out there that loves the Lord, let me help you. If you are not emotionally stable, you will be spiritually unhealthy I'm in a minute. Yeah, I'm telling it, you. It yeah. will. It will follow. You cannot over, yeah. spiritually grow if you're you. not emotionally healthy. Yes, that sir. thing. You can get religious and you can have all the fig leaves in the world and everybody think you got it going on. But when you have those spiritual tests, you'll continue to flunk them. That's yeah, definitely. You will. Uh, that's definitely another show because I, I was like, we. De- I, you know, I was go tell you, we need to definitely talk about that one day soon. I just, I just started. I only been going in like a couple months. 
But I was like, I want to say to anybody that's listening to this podcast, especially in a black community, Man. mental uh, wellness is just frowned upon. It is because it, it, it was it, mental awareness, mental health awareness month last month, month. last month, and I wrote a I wrote a song about it, and I was like, man, I'm gonna put this song out, you know, and just talk about it in particular uh, um, with within like black communities because you have the there's something wrong with that boy. We ain't gonna say nothing about it. And then you treat him like any kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, why he in the home. Yep. But, you know, you when he come out, like all these different type of things. So, listen, it's it's needed. It yeah. is needed. And it's helping me. I grew up with a with a, with a group of people who it was a part of their daily life. It, yeah. was, it was just a part of it. And it was weird, man, as I, you know, matriculated through jail and the streets and all that. Man, I used to hear something constant. When white people have a therapist, they're rich. When black people have a therapist, they crazy. Yeah. Mm. So when white guy says, well, I'm going to go see my therapist, be like, yeah, you can yeah, afford that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when a black person goes see the crazy, they yeah, say, what's crazy. wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, you know he's crazy. Yeah. You know he's going to see somebody. You going to talk to yeah. white people about your, you yeah. tell them? You yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And, and you get some answers, man. And I think that's what happens. We, we, we as absentee fathers, we use the wrong therapy yeah. to, to try to help us deal with this thing that we've done not only to ourselves because now a part of me is wandering right. yeah. and and that that's that easy. that feeling is horrible to know that there's a part of you that's out there wandering there's a little me out there wandering so that's hurtful in and of itself then to think that the little me resents me yeah mm. And then to know that I don't have a relationship with the man, it just goes on and on and on till I just am just totally irresponsible. And here's the problem. Other than that revelation that God gave me about my own fear and, and, and mantling myself with ministry to the point to where it became myopic and very selfish until God gave me that revelation. The deal is I don't have an answer. Wow. What, what answer do you give? With being absentee. I was an absentee. What, what answer can I freaking give? Right. So Bishop says it best. You can't answer today's questions with yesterday's, yesterday's answers. answers. So if I try to still use that same old lame excuse yeah. from yesterday today, at some point it drives me crazy. Yeah. And so we, 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 we just got to do what we got to do. So my plea to any father out there that's listening that hasn't done what you need to do, man, listen. My my, I get best dad cards all the time. But the truth of the matter is, with my firstborn, I was horrible. I was on drugs. I was selling drugs. I went to jail. I came home. I drenched myself in ministry. And by the time I was demanding respect, he was nineteen, and he's saying to me, "Respect for what? After you done, you know, bought me my first guitar, you gone. You ain't you ain't raised me. You didn't come to my football games. You didn't come. And again, I have my own reason, but it still wasn't right. And so, but I I am saying that God can turn it around. You got to suck it up. You got to make a decision that you're going to be the right type of father that you're going to, you can't get yesterday back, but you can improve what's going on ahead of you. And, And from that same standpoint, you sons out there, if you have a father that cares, that tries, you, they, they're not perfect. They don't know everything they need to do and say, but you got to respect and honor and give them those moments because I am so submitted to Bishop McLaughlin because I wasn't so submitted to a great, great dad. Mm. And then when I'm ready to be submitted, 
four strokes and two heart attacks. Mm. And now he's a great guy and he's funny, but he's got dementia. And now he can't give me wisdom. I got to give it to him. Wow. And so now you lose those moments. Mm. And so we've got to learn to embrace those moments, yeah. man. We got to learn, especially if once we get saved, we got to allow the Holy Spirit to heal us. Yes. We got to come to that altar for deliverance. We can't walk in pride. We can't walk in this false manhood. We can't run around trying to make up for lost time by doing it the wrong way. We got to ask the Lord to help us, heal us, and then do for us and in us what's necessary so yeah. we can have that healthy relationship. Because at the end of the day, it's going to hurt you. Yeah. It ain't, you know, how you That's how you, a, yeah. you being mad at somebody else ain't going to make their life worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. make your life worse. So that a whole piece of unforgiveness. And, man, it's a journey. It it's is. A journey. It's a journey. I've gotten a lot of cards, man. And I think even for me, some of the things that I was able to do in ministry with children, man, it really was birthed out of the fact I know I didn't do my son right when I came home from from, from jail. Mm -hmm. that, that I didn't have the intention of doing him wrong. Again, I was just so fearful of falling back. I wanted to be so involved with ministry that I missed his high school, that I, I missed pl him playing football. He, he wasn't but an hour and a half away from me. I could have just made that journey, but I, you know, I got to preach tomorrow. But it was that shame. It was that, yeah. that being away and him, how he looked at me. And so, man, hundreds of kids now, you know, call me dad. You know, it's, it's all over the country. They're calling me dad. And I think I did that. I, I sat back and think about, I, man, I did that to cover up. Yeah. Because now everybody thinks I am a great, great dad. And I was a good dad with MC. I was there with my youngest son. So now I've got this persona of being a great dad. So I've lost the stigma of being absentee. Question for you. Have you, how do you think your oldest son feels about that? Have y'all had conversations about you're that. in the holy ghost so i'm gonna read to you my father's day text from my oldest son oh man i've had cards from i'm, I'm telling you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids man young life and the church i mean i've i've we've i mean we've touched hundreds of kids gang jail molestation homosexual i mean we've just taken them in i've adopted them you know two of my children now christina and alex i found them just in horrible situations and just said look come with me we just gonna do this and for my for my oldest son to see that wow. I know <laughs> you he know mark like, jr yeah that had to be traumatic to him but i told you after we had that that falling out christmas of 2017 man and when he first said he wanted to get saved bishop and i cried man because that was maybe 2015 but then he still was battling that thing he just yeah. couldn't get it he couldn't sit in service he would see the people screaming he would see kids coming to the altar but it was making him more and more bitter yeah, yeah, like yeah. man all these people love you man and you you played me and they think you this and you so it, it just erupted so we had that falling out but god moved he had an epiphany God moved on his heart. Man, he's so strong in ministry at the Potter's House in Dayton. Wow. They love him. They need him. They call for him. His kids singing. I mean, it's just phenomenal. They are overwhelmed. But he said it, it really took me having to leave. Mm. When he heard I was leaving and when I called him, he was one of the first ones I told. Bishop just called me and asked me what I'd consider coming to Jacksonville. He said, "Well, didn't you just win the award? Aren't you? Don't you got to get the award in February?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "What about Young Life?" I said, "I, I, I got to follow God." And he said to me, "He said, man, that's all you've been trying to do, huh?" 
Mm. And I said, yeah, I ain't been great at it. And I made some mistakes trying to do it. And I've been stern on y'all trying to make sure y'all didn't go my way. Cause my way was jacked up. You wouldn't have survived my way, man. Wow. You can't so you couldn't have survived my way. I was I was in a Christian home, but I was a thug. You ain't a thug. And see, and that's and I'm not and to you cut you off. That. And I'm gonna let you finish, but that's that's the grace in sometimes when you your circumstance is not where you want it to be your situation is not the way you would like for it to be but god has graced you and put people around you and have and you you probably know who god is simply because you had this this giant or this mm. situation in your face that you just had to lean and trust on god because like you said that you know your son he wouldn't have survived he wouldn't have yeah. survived and i he said man survived. same thing yeah. make you laugh Make, make you, you cry. cry. So yeah. the same thing that's helped me, that's helped hundreds of kids yeah. that's laughing now. Man, I got so many texts, happy Father's Day. They laughing. The same thing that made them laugh made you cry. Yeah. But this is what he sent me on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Pops. I appreciate everything you have done for me, MC, my boys, and all the young kids you have made a significant impact on in the city. I hope to be able to say that I have been a blessing as to as many people as you have when it's all said and done. I didn't always understand it, but God's calling isn't always easy. I'm proud to be your junior. I'm proud of the man you are and are always evolving to be. I love you, Pops. Mm. Wow. That's wow. the greatest card I could ever got. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Not because it made me feel good, but because he understood that me chasing my manhood, making mistakes along the way, was about trying to serve God. Mm. And that's what's clicked in him. That my manhood is all about how I worship and serve God. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole story that yeah. I wanted him to have the whole time I was in jail. Who going to teach my son to love God? So when I came out, I was just, I was almost mean about it. Yeah. yeah. You better get off that stuff. You're going to go to hell. This thing ain't going to kill you. And it's like, wait, man, where's Silk at? Remember, you left. You was like, what's up, boy? You all right? But yeah. now, but I was so passionate about yeah. it that I, I messed up probably so many years. But but now him at however old is he? be 29. No, he's 30. He just turned 30. At him at 30, it's like, ah. Yeah. He got it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Awesome. So now, and I just told him, I said, man, let the Lord heal you. And you forgive me. Mm -hmm. Don't let any level of bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness toward me mess up your life. And here's what I'm going to tell you. There's nothing I can do yeah. to heal it. Yeah. Mm. Don't expect me to. Don't want me to. Don't need me to. I don't know how much better I'm going to be. But even if I get worse, man, God can do it. And that's who you got to get it from. The problem is we keep wanting healing from the people that hurt us. Ooh. Mm. That Ooh. ain't that ain't healing. That's revenge. That's revenge. Mm. Yep. We keep you want to get even, or you feel like they owe you like, something. Yeah. yeah. I saw a message. Somebody said there's something you want to get. You want to. Uh, you want to get. Uh, uh, um, um, somebody back for what they did for you. That's that's not real healing. That's, that's revenge. revenge. Yeah. And and they, and they can't do it. Yeah. Now, the Bible says in the back of he or Hosea, he he can hurt and he can heal. That's God. That's God. Yeah. He's the only one that will feel like he hurt you, that can heal you. That's dope. Anybody else that hurts you, can't heal you. Because if I do everything right from now on, 
still I still gonna, did what I did. I did. It still ain't gonna matter, yeah. And so that's that's the key, man. Is mm. is, is allowing so, but I, forgiveness I, I, is a that's a, that's a, that's, that's a, the bottom line. But I think you guys said it best. It's Father's Day, and and it's really understanding to honor the Heavenly Father. Yeah. yeah. And then that gives us an opportunity to honor the men that have played a great role in our lives, our natural fathers or not. Yes. Thanking God for people like Bishop Von McLaughlin, who's a spiritual father yeah. and, and a spiritual father to many. Yeah. Look at the relationship we're able to have with him individually. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the thousands of people that call him a spiritual father. Mm -hmm. You know, what 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 great favor in the midst of our own tragedies and trauma. That God has had on us yeah. to put us in a position. He says something Sunday. Well, you know, I'm not perfect. You're like, okay, you're not. And we, and we got that. At the same time, in your imperfection, man, you have been phenomenal yeah. mm -hmm. to thousands and thousands to where we're getting close to maybe some million of people that you've impacted with your words and God used you and we can touch you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I can cash app you. You, you've cash app me. We, we, we've text each other. Yeah. You, you've touched my children. And I told my son the other night, man, we had a stand up conversation the other night. I was on one the other night. <laughs> we had a stand up conversation until about four in the morning about appreciation and respect. I said, sometimes you just got to appreciate who God puts you in the midst of. I said, man, you ain't got to think nothing about me, but, but my, but my spiritual father loves you. My spiritual father looked you in the eyes and said, don't ever need nothing and not call me. You, that's, that's a blessing from God because this ain't no just anybody. This, this man, if he didn't ever see you or never speak to you, I wouldn't call it disrespectful. I would call him busy. But he's held you. He hugged you. He looked for you on Sunday. So I, I just believe that sometimes God allows us to go through some things uh, to prepare us, to keep us humble. Because he's got some things prepared for us that if mm -hmm. we didn't have these things as thorns, yeah. we it would we, we would be so heady about it we mess it and up. And it protects us too, because I, I I really believe that as much as there's a void there in God's sovereignty, him allowing my father not to be there, the residue of his lifestyle yeah. didn't get on me. Because it would have. And it kind of did get on me just because I'm his son, and 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 my his blood is flowing through my veins. So I, I was gonna say, my family. Yes, I was turning into him. Yeah. And 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 the promiscuity was there from a. I ain't believe in cooties growing up, Phil. There wasn't no cooties for me in kindergarten. No, you, no, 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 no cooties. No, no, no cooties. No, she fine. She fine. In the sand, in the sand, Mo. So I I thank God for that that he he allowed that to happen, um, because it protected me with him possibly not being there. And then also thank God for just a great situation, a great village to raise me um, because uh, honor is a is an amazing thing. And, and I, I learned honor. Uh, P-Mac just talked about our pastor. Um, you know, I've, I've learned honor and I've learned that if I honor this man, even in our tough situation, and I believe that God will, will res God will honor that and I, I'll reap the benefits of that. So any any guy that's listening who may have a similar situation, there's some frustration there. Look, man, unforgiveness is drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's not going to do any good to you. You got to let it go. You got to let God heal you. You got to let God deal with it. Um, and if you're a believer, uh, like I have, I've had to be, I've had to be a spiritual model for my 
own natural father and God can use you to do that. So, man, we hope y'all have enjoyed this walk down that we, we, uh, we've we had, man. It's been therapeutic. Very therapeutic. Uh, and I know it helps somebody yeah, out there, man. Yeah, and, uh, man, get it right. But if you're a great father, man, shout out to you, man. Yes. Shout out to you as a great dad. And I'm grateful to say there. that all of us on this podcast are great fathers. Uh, it's a beautiful Even thing, with P-Mag even explaining and giving his testimony. Right now, Just the transformation that God has done in his life and who he was and understanding what, man, he's a great father. He's a great mentor to us. And he's a great story of even if you were a bad father before, you don't have to stay that way. You don't have to stay. It's fathers a great, ex- great example. Absentee fathers can turn into great Father. Yes, sir. Shout out to our producer Mo. He's a great father. Yes, all of us, all of us are good. Uh, 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 God has done some great things, and I'm yeah. grateful to be around a good community like that. And if you out there, you got questions, you got comments, you got concerns, send us an email, shoot what's us a up? DM, let us know what's up, let us know that this particular part- podcast touched you. It's going down on the DM. It's it go down in the DM. It oh, go I down. See. Hopefully, it go down in the DM. You know, not well this way, not the <laughs> other way. <laughs> but Stu podcast two at gmail. Yes, sir. Uh, Stu podcast two at gmail at gmail dot com. Write us a review on iTunes, man. Write us a review. Let us know how you like in the episode. Show yes. us some love. But we be getting the five stars. But also write us a review if you listen to us on uh, on the iTunes podcast. And share this podcast with somebody that you know that needs to hear. Yeah. Share it, man. This has been a blessing for real. All right, Stu. And uh, a couple of days late, but uh, happy Father's Day. Happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. To all the fathers. To all the fathers. Peace. Peace. Stu family, what's going on? This Trav here. All right, all right. You already know Philly Illies is here. Yes, sir. And we, we got the, in the house. You already know it. Yeah, we got uh, the great one. Our big brother, the the fit one himself. Yes, sir. With our TV tip of the week. Tim Down on the house. Hoorah. Hoorah. What's going on? Hoorah. Nothing much, nothing much. I'm just um, glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, and today our TV tip is um, don't let the scale be the only factor in your fitness journey. Uh, many of us run straight to the scale after we've worked out for um, a little bit of time and uh, we want to see what those results are. But many times the scale itself can be very uh, misleading. Depressing. Yeah, and depressing. Yeah, it, could, it can literally <laughs> take all the air out your cell, just like So um, there are a couple other factors and a couple other victories that we want to look at. And I just want to give you a couple of those for your TB tip. The first one. Help me shout. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) The first one. If your clothing is fitting looser than what it used to fit, okay, P. Mac, that's a victory. Shout. I'm shouting. That belt loop. If that belt loop, if you're almost at the end, if you're almost at the end, if you need to put an extra hole on there because you don't have no more holes. That's a victory. What about your pants? Just what jacket? about your pants? You can't. You gotta have a belt on now to win. Exactly. That's a victory. Come on now. That is I'm a victory. There. I'm there. At least there. What Having you, you pull. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Bishop? <laughs> Love you, sir. <laughs> Mess me up. Uh, yeah, Amen. Okay. You want to go back to that? I'm going to go to the next one. Um, we'll pick one next one. No, you, well, you, you, you did the first one, right? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Did you get through the second one? Nah. Yeah, I'll go to the see. second one. Yeah, okay. If your workouts are not killing you like they were when you first started. So if you get it on that treadmill and now it's not just wearing you out, 
those two miles that you started with and you now got um, you, you're breaking your time be before when you started then that's a victory I'm shouting yes I heard you had a great victory on that one I'm shouting was that I'm down four minutes four minutes on two miles on two miles that's what I'm talking I'm about shouting. that's a victory uh, if you are resting better at night that's a victory if you're getting home and you're not waking up in the middle of the night, you're sleeping through, you're having a good sound rest, that's another victory. Okay? Has the doctor taken you off or reduced your meds? That's a victory. A great victory. Okay? So, those are the tips. Do not let just the scale itself determine how well you are doing in your fitness journey. The scale can be very depressing. It can take that, like I said, that air out of your sails. That's not all of the factors that you need to be looking at when you're determining if it's working. Stay away from the scale. Continue to do what you're doing. And if you're feeling better, you're sleeping good, the clothing is fitting looser, and your doctor is telling you your numbers look good and taking you off of medicine, those are some great victories that we can um, shout on. Amen. Non scale victory. Non scale victory. Hallelujah. TB tip. You button that jacket. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I done buttoned some jackets, y'all. And you can uh, visit uh, visit Temple Builders, right? Yes. So we are at 5310 Lenox Avenue. Uh, just come on over and check us out. Or you can check us out on uh, the web at gettemplefit.com and um, check us out. We got everything you need. And Love to work with you. Best gym on the west side, right? Best gym in Jacksonville, baby. Okay. Yeah, seriously. Give me right. Best kept secret on the west side, but okay. best gym in Jacksonville. Give me right. Yes. TV tip of the week.